Nice. Welcome back to Film Posers for Boricuas ranting, raving, and reviewing cinema. <laughs> Today, for our season finale, we are doing an extra special episode to close off the season. For this one, we will be recommending each other films. Each poser will be recommending the other three posers a film that they enjoy, that they think that poser specifically would like. After watching the films, each poser will reveal whether they liked the movie or not, and whether they thought it was a good recommendation or not. This is going to be a great opportunity for you to get to know us a lot better and for us to get to know each other better and know if we actually do know each other really well. <laughs> so we're recording this in two parts. It'll be a fun way to see how this progresses. So let's get into it. Are you ready, posers? I was born ready. We're ready. <laughs> I don't get ready. So- I stay ready. <laughs> So, since Gabriela is super excited, I'm going to let her start the recommendations off. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so this is very exciting because some of these films are like all-time favorite films of mine. So I'm very excited, but also nervous because I want I want them to like this film. So, Josie, starting off with you, the film that I am assigning you. You will be able to stream on Amazon Prime. Okay. It is a period piece. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> and that film is... No. A Royal Affair. <laughs> directed by Nicolaj Arcel. <laughs> okay, I thought it was going to be Atonement for a second. <laughs> so... A Royal Affair is one of my all-time favorite movies. It was the first Danish movie I ever watched, and it was the film that introduced me to the wonder that is Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. <laughs> so, Josie, <laughs> that is my assignment for you. Okay, but that is a great film. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Perfect. Juan. Oh, Lord. Okay. I was nice to you. I'm ready. I value our friendship and I don't want you to hate me. So I I am being very nice to you with this film. Okay. So this film is also one of my all-time favorites. And it's one that I am mad that doesn't get a lot of love or recognition. So I am hoping that you love and appreciate it as much as I do. Okay. And that film is Safety Not Guaranteed, directed by Colin Trevorrow. You can stream it on Netflix. And to give you even more rights, it stars Audrey Plaza. I'm in. That's all you have to say. I'm in. (laughs) I considered giving this one to Josie, but then I I remembered a royal affair. So, (laughs) So Juan, that is my assignment to you. Thank you. I hope you like it. I shall let you know. Anna, you were tricky. I'm gonna lie. You were tricky, Anna. Because I feel that you have seen every single horror and suspense film ever made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel you know me pretty well when it comes to movies. I know know you so well that I just knew that every single film I thought you had already watched until I remembered (laughs) this one. So I really love this film. 
And my film bro is gonna come out with this film, but you know what? Fuck it. It was nominated for Best Picture back in 2017. It stars one of the great loves of my life, Chris Pine. (laughs) (laughs) That film is none other than Hell or High Water, directed by David McKenzie. And you can stream it on Hulu. Okay, I've... (laughs) I've never heard of it. Intrigued you are. It's, it's so good, Anna. So good. We're in for is... a wild ride. Yes. That is my recommendation to you, Anna. That is my assignment. I and that I is it. What? I hope I get good cinema. Yes. And Excuse me. You will. Yes, you will. <laughs> if you don't, then lie and say you got you did. <laughs> So those are my recommendations for the posers. I feel like by giving by assigning safety not guaranteed and a royal affair, I gave away a piece of my soul. Entendible. And next up with the recommendations is Juan Mojica. Oh buddy. Okay, we're ready. So I have I'm chosen scared. these films. I think that they the posers would like these films. I tried to see if they would match a film they have seen previously. So let's get started with Film Poser Josie. So I saw this film last year and I really liked it. (laughs) It's a romantic movie. Excellent. It is similar to Easy A. Okay. And it's set in Ireland. Oh boy. And it's called Dating Amber. Miss Wena. And you can find it on HBO Max because it recently just arrived. <laughs> Dating Amber on HBO Max. Got it. <laughs> yes. So I really liked it. I thought it was probably one of the best LGBTQ films I saw from the from last year. It's really good. It took me by surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. And I thought Josie would appreciate a fresh tale. This film is on my watch list. Yes, Contraso Me Suena. Parenthesis. I've been wanting to watch this film, but it wasn't available. ¿Te recuerdas que we were talking about it a while ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, que salió el año pasado. Finally, yes, right. Juan is winning, y'all. <laughs> so I thought that would be a great film for Josie to watch. And I we hope ready. she likes it. We ready. I hope I like it, too. I actually, again, um, this was on my watch list, so exciting. Yes. So my next pick is for Anna. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, Anna is the one I had the most options for, to be honest. Because we're very different on the horror spectrums. But I tried to find a film that was a great intermediate between the two of us and our styles. So. Anna, this film is available on Hulu. It is more in the slasher lane, but it's very creative with certain aspects. And it's called Tragedy Girls. I had to, I have it on my watch list. <laughs> Points <laughs> for one. Mine has stalked the watch list. <laughs> So I definitely thought Anna would like Tragedy Girls. I saw it last year as well. 
It was, I really liked it. I thought it was a very creative take on the slasher genre. I liked what they did from the perspective of our main characters. I thought it was different. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. And I'm here like, Anna, could, I thought she could watch this and get like a cool 90 minute vibe from it. And it has a little bit of an A24 vibe to it. So I'm here like, oh, perfect. There we go. Love that. Thank you. What? <laughs> You're welcome. We'd love to see it. Yes. And now for Gabriela. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, I value your friendship a lot, Gabriela. And I decided to think outside of the box for your recommendation. And I am hopeful you like it, but I am not sure. But I wanted to take the risk anyways. Now, this film is not as recent. It's on HBO Max from 1992. It's a comedy. I feel it's very underrated and it was ahead of its time. And it has some pretty legendary actresses and actors in this movie. So the film I'm recommending for Gabriela is called Death Becomes Her, starring Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn. Oh my God. I've never seen it. La pegue. Okay, good. So I adore this movie. It is creative. It is creepy. It is funny. It holds up for me. It's very zany, but it also is like very easy to follow along. I picked this one for Gabriela because I'm here like, I don't think she's seen it. I feel like she would like it because it has some horror elements. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis who did, of course, The Polar Express. Love that for my brand. So I'm here thinking, okay, maybe she'd like it. So I took a risk with Death Becomes Her. I appreciate it. I've never seen it, so I'm excited. By the way, your backup was Charlie's Angels. I've seen Charlie's Angels. It's not logged. Okay, now it's my turn. (laughs) I'm nervous. I hope none of you have seen these. Okay, let's go. So, I'm going to start with Anna. Okay, so my pick is a 1990 film directed by Gary Marshall. It is available to stream on Hulu. It is none other than... Pretty Woman. Oh, I love that one. You know, I've never seen Pretty Woman. Excellent. <laughs> you know, you know, you've never seen any rom com ever. But so the reason so I okay, so the reason I picked this one is because it is a rom com, and I absolutely love rom coms, as we know on this on this podcast. But I think this is a different kind of rom com. It is unconventional, and it turns a lot of heads for its time. And I just think you'll be able to enjoy the fact that it is different, but at the same time, seeing their um, dynamic and everything, I think you'll actually enjoy, especially there are so many iconic scenes that I really think you'll get a kick out of it. And again, it's not your typical rom-com. It's not too cheesy or too cliche. It's different. It's definitely something that I think you'll be able to enjoy because I know how you are with rom-coms. And also, it's a classic rom-com, which Gabriela and I have been trying to convert you. <laughs> yes, I almost assigned you Notting Hill. Oh my god, come on. Pretty Woman is a better option. 
have, have you seen Notting Hill? Yes, but you know how Anna is. True. Baby steps. Yes. <laughs> do you ex- do you accept the challenge? I I accept the challenge of this one. <laughs> Excellent. So Anna's gonna watch Pretty Woman, and it's on Hulu. Oh my god, I was not expecting to this to end on Pretty Woman. Excellent. But Anna, if you cool. are interested, there is a Pretty Woman musical. <laughs> Gabriela, baby steps. Violence. Gabriela, baby steps. Not baby steps anymore. This is a giant step. <laughs> Gabriela said, We're, you're off the training wheels. You're on the motorcycle now, kid. <laughs> you're going to be doing the dives from Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so, Juan. <laughs> Saludos. This film is from 2020. Is directed by Miranda July. <gasps> I know what it is. And it's quirky. You like quirky. I do like quirky. It's different. It's queer. It's Love unconventional. That. It should have been nominated for the Oscars, but it wasn't. You're hitting a lot but of I, check marks, yes. But I digress. Have you seen Cajillionaire? You know, I haven't. I haven't gotten to that film. Welcome to the Cajillionaire Squad. Accept your journey. <laughs> it is time. I remember Josie talking about it and loving it. I remember Gabriela loving it. I remember um, Karsten Runquist liking it a lot. So I am now excited to join the Cajillionaire Squad. Yes. I know someone who gave this film three and a half stars, and I'm sorry for in advance. It cuts deep. It gets into <clears throat> that kind of Blade Runner 2049 existentialism, wink wink. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> but it also has, it just hits deep. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not even going to speak anymore. Perfect. I'll, I'll send you my therapist. journey. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll send you my therapist bill. Also has a really lovely poster. Ooh, it does though. Gabriela. I'm scared. Your time is up. I'm scared. I know I'm pretty you sure did. you haven't seen this. <laughs> like fingers crossed, because you don't watch animation, and I'm recommending an animated film for you. I if it's animated, I probably haven't seen it. You are correct. Because I love animation. I know you do. So I'm giving you an animated film. Of course you are. <laughs> I gave Anna a rom com, my brand. I gave Juan a coming of age story, my brand. I'm giving you an animated film, my brand. Yes. After much deliberation and a huge <laughs> headache, <laughs> I am going to be giving you an animated film from 2009 that we have discussed previously and you have failed to meet my demands. I mean... Are we surprised that I failed to watch an animated film? It is from 2009. Again, it is directed by Henry Selick. It has a four-star rating on Letterboxd, so I hope that says something. It is from Laika. It is one of my favorite films ever, even though it gives me nightmares. And that is Coraline. My time has come. Excellent. You better like it. <laughs> this is my first like film. Really? Yeah, I've 
Again? Why are you so surprised? The, no, I could. I think like this was my first like a film, so perfect. Yay! Excellent. I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> can I? I'm gonna have to hide if I don't like it. <laughs> don't log the film. <laughs> I think you're gonna like it, Gabriela. Gabriela, who yeah. said? Who says you're not gonna like it? The buttons for eyes are coming out, y'all. Well, considering how <laughs> how you reacted to the news that I had watched the ending of the previous film you had suggested, I expect that if I don't like this film, it, there's going to be murder, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I don't allegedly. know. So, Juan and I, we share a similar taste when it comes to our agenda because it's thriving. Of course. And I know that he loves the unhinged. This is true. So I was checking on his letterbox and he hasn't watched this movie that I watched and I totally enjoyed. And I know that he will certainly enjoy this movie. And it's called Mom and Dad starring Nicolas Cage. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You, you had me at Nicolas Cage. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw, when I saw that he hasn't watched this, I was like, what What are you waiting for? So this was the, the correct time. <laughs> I completely agree. For him to watch this movie. It's unhinged. It's like also a little bit of hint of a slasher film. So I feel that you're going to like it. Me parece fabuloso. Okay, so the next one is for Josie. Now, Hola. <laughs> I know that Josie likes to indulge herself into animation. However, she hasn't seen a lot of animes. So, and I saw this that she hasn't watched it in her. I saw that this was on her watch list and I was like fingers crossed (laughs) it's time because he is one of my favorite directors of anime films and this movie is called Paprika (laughs) I was like it's time you know Satoshi Kon he is a master (laughs) And it's also a movie that a lot of people talk about that apparently um, Christopher Nolan kind of took a lot of his ideas of this movie for Inception. So I want to like know her thoughts when it comes to like the comparison between this movie and Inception. And I know that I think you're going to like it a lot. I hope so. I've seen so many people talk about this. And it's been on my watch list for a while, and it's time. I'm excited. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and hopefully someday, after I watch it, I can bully Gabriela into watching it. <laughs> please, please. For do. the agenda. <laughs> for the agenda. Baby steps. I love how you say bully. Because bullying yes. works. Look what happened with The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> When it came down to Gabriela, I had so many options. 
And I was like, I know that she's going to agree with this. We have similar tastes when it comes to films. And she is a fellow film bro, like I am. I actually been, like, a couple of times I asked Gabriela, hey, you need to watch this film. Oh my god, Anna, what are you, what are you doing to me? <laughs> and I think you're gonna like it, okay? So, the movie is called Mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my god. Please tell me it's not the Darren Aronofsky and Aronofsky. No, it's not that one. Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a different mother. This is a Bong Joon-ho one. This is a different parent, you know? This is a Bong Joon-ho one. Yes, this is the Bong Joon-ho oh, one. Excellent. Oh, thank God. And then she breathed a sigh of breath. Yeah. <laughs> For a moment it's... there, you lost your breath. <laughs> I was like, oh no. It's mother with a capital M and no exclamation mark at the end. I feel that you're going to agree with me when it comes to the story. I know that you like a good thriller. Yes. You're living for the plot twists and the cinematography. So I think you're going to like this one a lot. Perfect. Thank you, Anna. You're welcome. Okay, and you heard it here. We have given each other our recommendations. Hopefully, we enjoy them. Let's see how this goes. And yeah, we'll come back for our second recording and see how this has progressed. <laughs> Until then, uh, this episode should be sponsored by Letterboxd, the watch list, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Letterboxd, if you want to sponsor us, that would actually be really cool. Yes. Yes. But until then, now we'd like to take a moment to talk to you about our sponsor, Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. And we're back. Thank you for listening to our sponsor. So, as you've already heard, we have recommended each other the films. And considering the fact that we are now recording in the future. What? So so this is officially the second part of this episode. It has been approximately more than a month since we've given each other these these recommendations. And we have seen these films and we are ready to get into it. And as I mentioned on the first part of this episode, we are going to be talking about what did we think of these films as well as was it a good recommendation? So I'm going to switch up the order from the first part and we are going to be starting with Anna. Okay, so tell us about the films you watched. I would recommend going in the order that you watched the films just to get the vibe of how you went through them as well as, of course, what did you think and were they good recommendations? Okay, so the first film that I watched was one pick which was tragedy girls and it's about following two death obsessed teenager girls who use their online show about real life tragedies to send their small midwestern town into a frenzy to cement their legacy as modern horror legends so at first i get why <laughs> one um recommended this movie to me yes it- because I know Juan really is into slasher films and he's really into those 90s vibe. So I really got that from this film. 
and it has the screen bites to it after I saw it, especially in the dialogue. Um, I liked the gore aspect to it. I wasn't expecting it to be that bloody when it needed to. Because those kills, I was like, um, excuse me? <laughs> what was that? What, my only, okay, my only problem I did have with the movie was, um, with the script. When it came down with those, with the dialogue between, you know, the characters, they try to make it as trendy as possible. And I didn't, I didn't like that aspect to it but at the same time I know this movie is was also a comedy so other than that I appreciated the horror aspects of it I appreciated the slasher I appreciated that this movie did have some homage to other horror films and I I found funny that it mentions Argento and I was like um okay <laughs> I wasn't expecting that from this movie but I liked it and the performances were really great I don't have that much negative stuff to say about this movie other than the, like the script itself it it could have been like tweaked a little bit more we okay so <laughs> i'm glad you liked it um tragedy girls yeah it's a very meta film mm -hmm. it very much liked to poke fun at social media culture and how people are willing to do whatever it takes to get attention and i do agree with you on the script i do think it has its moments where i'm like i would have tweaked it too but I'm glad he genuinely liked it. And the I literally saw the horror kills and I'm like, oh, this is Anna's vibe. <laughs> like, she is going to be here for this. And I'm glad you were. Yeah, it it's a solid film. Like, it has its, pro it has its problems, like I said, with the script and the dialogue. But other than that, like, it's not a movie to take serious. <laughs> exactly and it's also a little bit gay it's a little bit gay yeah, just just a little bit you know Perfect. just a hint of the gays <laughs> exactly <laughs> for pride month exactly and the fact i'm sorry but the the ending took me off yo okay i literally got sold on that movie with that ending like i was buying it and then i was like okay i'm throwing away the receipt i bought it i'm in like <laughs> There's no need for returns. There's no need for exchanges. I was in. Because the ending, you're like, this isn't going to happen. There's no way. And then it does. And you're like, wait, what? No. Uh, <laughs> but also, the, yes. The fact that everybody bought that. I was like, um, ma'am. <laughs> okay, girl, the way that ends. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and the way they decided to do it. Can we talk about that? the way they decided to do it were you shocked at what they chose to do so i okay so when the first um three kills happened i expect though it was pretty pretty bloody yeah so i thought they were going on a frenzy in like in that way but with the final kill like it was a it wasn't not like the other ones, but in a way, 
it's it is twisted it is twisted you know it's really twisted like you don't you don't see it like the other ones but you know just the thought of it but you also hear it which is like Mm -hmm. intensifies it Mm -hmm. and then you're like whoa that's also a way to cut out a lot of loose ends when you think about it Uh uh-huh and okay but the fact (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go back to the guy go ahead the fact that he was he was able to Mm-hmm. that girl for the thing that she did I was like um sir are you quite sure I wasn't ready for that I'm like wait that's what you're choosing exacto like I you're choosing a teen romance it's like sir do you not know what's going on exacto do you not get the memo of what happened he was not there to hear what the assignment was I have so many questions. What even is this film? It's Tragedy Girls, and you should check it out. And it is apparently currently on Hulu. So I think it's safe to say that it that it was a good choice for Anna. Anna, what rating did you give it? Oh yeah, I will give it a three. I'll take it. Yes, Gabriela's pick. Oh God, right. <laughs> So moving on to Gabriela's pick, and it is Hell or High Water, and it's about a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw. Yeehaw. Sad yeehaw. <laughs> so it is about a divorced dad and his ex-con brother resorts to a desperate scheme in order to save their family farm in West Texas. Okay, so it gave me sad yeehaw vibes from the start. Yes, it's a sad yeehaw story. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, I saw this man, Chris Pine, and you know what? I, I was digging that haircut, and I was digging that mustache. I was like, okay, I love the cowboy vibes to <laughs> it. I mean, he, it's, he never has a bad look. Come on. I, I was low-key, not simping, but I was like, I was respectfully seeing. Okay. But you were also quoting Doja Cat saying, damn, Poppy, you a rare breed. <laughs> no puedo con ustedes. So moving on. So okay, the story I found it intriguing because it's it's a it's very okay. It's a drama from mm-hmm. the start. Um, there were some scenes that I really liked, showcasing like the embodiment of the movie itself and the characters. There was this one scene in particular that I liked how he went to his son, and he was like. If you hear people saying what I am, you know what? Just accept yeah. it because that's how I am. I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. that's deep. I like that. Um, yeah. Now, the dynamic between the brothers, even though that they were so different, I like it. I really did. Mm-hmm. And I also like the dynamic with the policemen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they are so... 
they're so asshole to each other, but they still like each other, you know? Yeah. And Jeff Bridges, the dude himself, <laughs> that South Southern accent he had, I was like, that is too rough, first of all. <laughs> he, he, yeah, when I rewatched it recently and he reminded me of the brother from A Star is Born. <laughs> Mira. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Leave Sam so Elliott thick. alone. <laughs> His accent was so thick and everybody else wasn't. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. But I liked it. I liked the story. The The cinematography was really great. You know, when they all watching the sunset <laughs> together. Yeah. I was cinema. like, you know what? Cinema. Yes. The like the only thing I can complain of was the pacing. It it like it was kind of slow at times, but I didn't mind it as much because it felt like and they were taking the moment because there was a lot of how do I say collecting their thoughts mm-hmm. each character and I like that, but I have no complaints other than that <laughs> you know. I I like it. I like the movie. I can see why Gabriela uh, recommended it to me. <laughs> Yay! So what's your rating? I'm going to give it a four. Yay! <laughs> yeah, that sounds Thank about you. right. Yes. <laughs> I have it rated at a 4.5, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before leaving. Ma'am, I wasn't ready for that moment, Okay. <laughs> I was waiting it has, for you to it has a really, it. <laughs> it has a really good ending. It, it, the, that, I love the ending. The, okay, the ending was really good. But I, I'm talking about that specific moment where <laughs> the police was like, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna take charge. Yeah. I just do it myself. Yeah. It ended so abruptly. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was too much. I kept seeing Jeff Bridges and just saying, I can't, <laughs> I can't see him other than the dude, okay? That's my only problem. <laughs> Every time I see that actor, I was like, he's the dude. He's nothing else. I just keep seeing, like, you know, Bowling and such. But okay, we'll be <laughs> Your final recommendation. <clears throat> so, my final recommendation was Josie's and it is Pretty Woman. <laughs> it is when a millionaire wheeler dealer enters a business contract with a Hollywood hooker, Vivian Ward, he loses his heart in the bargain. Okay, so I'm just gonna say that Richard Gere ages like fine wine. <laughs> you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> I I like the chemistry between those two, not gonna lie. <laughs> and when they were checking out in the first act, they were like checking them out, themselves out. I was like, sir, what is this going? <laughs> and I just wanted, like, with that chemistry and those, you know, little moments that they had in the first act, I was like, ooh, okay, I kind of want more of this. <laughs> and I I like where it progressed. I I like the story. <laughs> I like 
the characters. I don't know. There's not a bad vibe between them. Especially Vivian. I really liked her character. Yes. And how she was like the outgoing type. And you know, he took like Richard Gere's character, you know, out of the box. <laughs> yeah, yes. she really got him out of his comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And those little moments that they had together, like when they were at the park and he never like, but he was just there reading Shakespeare to her I was like you know what that is very romantic I gotta say and when he took her to the opera I was like oh a classic it's, you know what it's cute it's cute <laughs> Me, my only complaint was the like the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you said it was over two hours I was like I've never <laughs> realized this it was two hours I've never actually I, you know I never feel the runtime with that film mostly for me it's because I've never seen it on a computer or anywhere where I can see the runtime usually I see it on TV so yeah me too it, mm-hmm. it just exists <laughs> I just one thing I've never been able to unsee about this film is this one review I saw once that said that the ending of Pretty Woman is a downgrade because she went from him paying her for sex to her giving it to him for free. <laughs> no. Man, okay. Every time I see the movie, I just remember that and I laugh my ass off. Like, I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I went to Letterboxd afterwards and there was this review that I gotta say. The way the feminism leaves my body for over two hours whenever I watch this movie. <laughs> I know it's a bit problematic, but at the same time, I was like, I dig this relationship. That's me. That's literally me with Overboard. Like, the feminism leaves my body with Overboard. And the same director, too. Rip. Gary Marshall, you are missed every day. Gary Marshall. Overboard. Pretty Woman. Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries 1 and 2. He is missed every day. Honestly. R.I.P. Well, I'd like to declare Anna a success. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I Anna, what was the rating good. for Pretty Woman? Oh, I, yeah. I think I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> oh, yes! Yes! I'm so scared, not going to lie. I'm glad you liked it. Because I was like, it felt, again, like, as I said in the first part, it definitely felt like it breaks the conventions of rom-com and it's not cheesy. There are many times, that there are many parts of it that just feel real, especially with um, the acting. Mm-hmm. I think they have a good delivery when it comes to the characters and everything. And again, it doesn't feel cheesy or overly done. So it felt like a very good introduction to rom-coms for you especially since Gabriela and I have the agenda of trying to convert you to watching every classic (laughs) no I can see why and I I liked it it's they're adorable (laughs) yay yes so next up is Gabriela oh shit (laughs) yes so you're gonna Let's talk about uh, the films you were assigned. What did you think of them? And were they good recommendations? Okay. 
So the first film I watched was Juan's recommendation, which was Death Becomes Her, directed by Robert Zemeckis. And yeah, so basically it stars Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis. And it ends up being Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn fighting over Bruce Willis. And they make a pact with a witch to try to live forever and preserve their youth. And I'm just going to say this movie is crazy. Like, <laughs> this film is so crazy. Like, it took a turn that I did not see coming. I just, I just thought it was going to be something completely different. And then we see Meryl Streep you know, like, drinking this potion to make her live forever. And then she tries to kill Goldie Hawn. And then Goldie Hawn turns out she also drank the potion to live forever. And then Bruce Willis is just standing in the middle like, what the fuck did, are, are these women doing? Okay, but that fight is iconic. That and fight. <laughs> no, I ha- I'm not finished yet. I know, I'm I re- scared. <laughs> I, re- I really liked it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Like, this movie is so... Why? This movie is so crazy. Like, I get why you recommended it to me because this is exactly my vibe. See? (laughs) I'm glad, though. It's it's such a dark humor. Like, the scene where Meryl falls down the stairs. No, and then, like, they had planned to kill her and she falls down the stairs. (laughs) And then Bruce Willis is being an idiot and touching the body. And then Goldie Hawn is on the phone, like, stop touching the body, you idiot. And then Meryl Streep stands up because she's alive. (laughs) I lost it. Ernest, you pushed me down the (laughs) stairs. And then the ending is so dark. It is. That that was a dark ending. You know, for a comedy, it has a really dark ending. But it was a lot of fun. I I did not expect it to take the turn before that i was gonna say that the visual effects were so impressive and i was googling after and like the visual effects of this movie were praised because apparently with the budget that they had it's pretty impressive what they managed to do with the effects yay my agenda worked (laughs) so it sounds like it was a good recommendation what would you rate it i give it a four out of five nice I love to see it. Yeah, it, it was really good. And also a little bit gay, which we love to see. Exactly. Notice a pattern with my recommendations. Yes. But also, I think what was so amusing <laughs> about <Man>. this film, <laughs> what was so amusing about this is how they were fighting over Bruce Willis. Exactly. Because, like, I don't know. I wouldn't fight over Bruce Willis. I would find someone else, you know? <laughs> but didn't you feel they were secretly fighting for each other? Yes. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> what was your next recommendation that you watched? It was actually your recommendation, Josie, which was I guessed Coraline. <laughs> yes. Now, I was nervous. The 2009 classic. I was nervous because I know this mm-hmm. is one of Josie's favorite films. You mentioned in the first part, yes. So, I was really nervous. And so I I know everyone knows what Coraline is about. It's a it's a very loved anime animated film, and I liked it. I really liked the animation, but also I think since like I'm older, it really didn't freak me out as much as it did 
you know, when it came out, a lot of people were saying, like, oh, my God, this movie's so creepy. And I was just like, okay. So, like, I'm not saying it's not creepy. I'm just like, it's not that scary. I've seen worse. <laughs> Especially, but it's not about that. I know, but I'm just commenting <laughs> on that. I'm just commenting okay. on that. <laughs> when, you know, the mother does, like, the reveal that she has, like, the longer limbs and all of that. Because the movie's creepy. But, you know, I wasn't really that creeped out. I don't know. I liked it. I thought I was going to like it more. But I liked it. The animation is cool. I just feel like there was something in the story that didn't click for me as much as I wanted it to. I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong here because I'm afraid of Josie's wrath. (laughs) It's mostly about the stakes because it was one of the first films, first animated films, where... Again, in an animated film, you could feel that there were real consequences and real stakes. So it was one of the first films that did that. Yeah, again, I think it's because I'm seeing it now that I've already seen you know, plenty of that. That it's just, it, it really didn't impact me as much as it has impacted other people. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's good. I was just, you know, kind of wanted to like it more than I did but I really like the animation you know stop motion is an, a dying art but I really liked how it and I really lo- and I really liked how they did it in this film I don't think there was any other way to make this film that wasn't stop motion I think if it we were done in like traditional animation it wouldn't have worked and that also I recognized the mother's voice immediately and because it was Terry Hatcher from Desperate Housewives. Like, I didn't even need to Google it. I just heard her speak, and I was like, Terry Hatcher from Desperate Housewives. Also, I did not know that this was a book by Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yep. I did not know. Yeah. Also, <laughs> with Coraline, I think the main impact is also, you watch it when you're younger, and you enjoy it for the most, like, for, I'm speaking generally. I don't know if everyone, I don't know if anyone as a child didn't like it, but... For the most part, you enjoy it, and then you watch it when you're grown up, and you're like, "Wait, what the fuck was I enjoying? Wait, this is kind of <laughs> yeah, twisted." it hits hard. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a twisted movie. Exactly. Yeah, it hits home. So I think that's part of what Gabriela was missing. But also, I I was laughing. I remember texting this that when I realized that the meme of the guy sitting on the computer looking all sad that was Coraline's father. <laughs> I did not know that until I saw the movie. So what would your rating be? Like a 3.5. And what was your final recommendation? My final recommendation was Anna's, which was Mother by Bye. Bong Joon-ho. Anna, I don't, I don't know why you're so nervous about my reaction towards this movie. Maybe it's because of the ending. That was... Brilliant, Anna. (laughs) I was sitting there like, what the fuck? (laughs) This was brilliant. It was cinema. (laughs) It was cinema. I was and I also like the opening scene. I loved the contrast between the opening scene and the final scene. Ah yes. That was (laughs) a chef's kiss. Amazing. That was one of the reasons as to why I recommended it to you because of the contrast. Yes. <laughs> Ma'am, that was cinema. 
Like, I don't understand why you were nervous. <laughs> I really liked it. It dragged a little. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. Like at the by the at the second I was struggling a little bit because I it felt like they were going in circles and the story mm-hmm. wasn't really going anywhere. And it isn't until like she gets to like the the guy in like the shed mm-hmm. that the movie picks up again. But other than that, I really like I really like this movie. It was dark. I I after after I finished it, I was like ten minutes just thinking about that ending. Same. Like, what did I just watch? Same. <laughs> and then I just go back to the beginning. Pretty much, I just sat there like, huh? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he really did that. <laughs> so yes, Anna, I don't know why you were worried. So uh, I could say this was a success or a bonk it was, hit. It, it was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I love, you know, because, oh, it, like, it's it's a murder mystery, technically. Mm-hmm. So it keeps you guessing. It keeps you guessing. And then at one point, I just gave up. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to let it let it be. Let it be whoever it was. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to try to look for clues anymore. I think I'm done here. <laughs> just let it be it's just i feel this is the type of movie that you just see without not knowing anything mm-hmm. i wish but. i could talk more about it but th- i don't want to spoil <laughs> anything to our audience yeah. Yeah, yeah no just if you haven't seen mother just go watch it and just like don't google anything just know that it's directed by bong joon ho <laughs> that's it just go and watch it okay and next up is Juan. Oh my god, Juan, I'm sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Buenas. So, the first film I saw was Gabriela's pick. Oh god. (laughs) Called Safety Not Guaranteed. Now, this film was released in 2012. It was directed by Colin Trevorrow. It stars Aubrey Plaza and Jake Johnson. And it's about three magazine employees who head out on an assignment to interview a guy who placed a classified ad seeking a companion for time travel. Now, I know this film means a lot to Gabriela. It is. It's one of my all-time favorite films. It is my comfort film. So I watched it first. And, you know, first off, Aubrey Plaza. She will always understand the assignment. Let's start there. So this is a film that it was different for me, but um, I liked it. Oh, thank God. (laughs) So I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was different. It was entertaining, weird. And in some parts, it had like the vibe of a coming of age story. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked it. I wasn't sure at the beginning because I felt I was like, a little bit like wait is this a comedy is this a drama where am i and then it's a kind of like a dark comedy yeah because the I whole will... point of the movie is to make you think that mark duplass's character is crazy which oh a little bit <laughs> I, I thought it for a little bit i'm here like well maybe that's uh, the whole point you're like uh yeah you know the... what that's a little sus dude <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. As it continued, it got better. I loved the scene where he's, like, getting the stuff and Aubrey Plaza's, like, the getaway driver. 
I thought that was such a cool scene. There's one scene, I'm not going to spoil it, um, to around the, towards the end of the second act, beginning of third act, where Aubrey Plaza interviews a certain someone. And that twist... Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I kind of saw coming, but I was still shocked when I heard it. Because I'm here like, wait, could it be that? Oh, it is? Oh, shit, I wasn't... I, I was expecting it, but also like, yeah. damn. I didn't think you'd commit to it. And the final scene, I thought the final scene was so wholesome. Um, because when you find out what happens, you're like, oh, wait, this is great. No, the funny thing is that Martin Plus tweeted, someone asked him if if the ending of the, if he thought that the ending of Safety Not Guaranteed was ambiguous. And he was like, I know what happens, but I'm not going to tell anyone because I feel that it will ruin it. And I'm just like, Mark, I will give you a dollar. Please tell me. So, Juan, what do you think of the ending? What do you think it means? What do I think of the Oh, I don't want to spoil it. That's the thing. Okay, just be vague. Don't, don't say what happens, but do you think they oh. make it? Yes or no? Do I think they make it? Um, Yes. I want to believe that they do. Because the other option's so sad, and I don't want that to happen at Aubrey Plaza, so I'm gonna believe it happened. What would you rate it? My rating, three and a half out of five. Okay, I'll take it. So the second film I saw was Anna's pick, Simba, Simba. <laughs> and it's called Mom and Dad. Now this is directed by Brian Taylor, who has previous credits include. Ghost Rider Spirit of the Vengeance. So I was scared. Um, <laughs> Crank 1 and 2. And a Gerard Butler film called Gamer. Damn, <laughs> that's that's a very interesting resume. Yes, yes, very that. And this film was released in 2017. And basically this horror comedy film is like about a suburban community where one day parents just go crazy and start to literally try and kill their children. And it's kind of like a zombie apocalypse, but that only affects parents who seem to be having like a midlife crisis in America. <laughs> That's what I got from it. And um, yeah, this is fucking wild and chaotic. <laughs> but of course, this stars Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair, who let me tell you, <laughs> they give really unhinged performances. <laughs> Like, they go in, and I appreciate that. Um, I thought this movie had some really fucked up moments, not gonna lie to you. Mm -hmm. um, there's one scene that I feel like I, I think I'm scarred by it because of the implications that that means with that signal. And I'm here like, Jesus Christ, if that's true, I, I can't. I, I, would, I can't see that scene. And then they kind of show it, and I'm here like, no, no. No, Anna, I think you know what scene I mean. Okay, I kind of forgot. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's in the hospital. Oh. <laughs> Llegaste. Creo. Creo que llegué. Okay, llegamos. I feel the movie does have its flaws within the plot because I there were a lot of things that I wanted to like tidy up and like, because it, it gave you a lot of violence but it mm -hmm. didn't give the best story like i felt if you would expanded the story a little bit more you had a little bit more to play with um it's a very short film it's like 84 minutes and i felt they could have done a little bit more 
that's why I wanted to expand the story a bit so they could have a little more room to play with. But with what we were given, um, I I kind of liked it. I was I, I kind of liked it. I will say the ending felt very abrupt and anticlimactic. That I was like, no, don't do this. Like that—that's the one thing I didn't like. I didn't like the ending because it was just like I went on that journey and then I end up there, and I'm like, this is not what I wanted. But I'm also like, I don't know how I wanted it to end. Hence, why I felt there were flaws within the story. But on the flip side, you also have the craziness of Nicolas Cage destroying a pool table with a sledgehammer <laughs> while singing the hokey pokey. <laughs> what yes and that scene right there where Selma Blair is just watching him go lose his shit that is cinema let me tell you I love that um and as someone who enjoys Nicolas Cage films I enjoy some of them I'm trying to get back into them I definitely feel for fans who feel the same way who like this who love to see him give like unhinged performances this might be right up your alley um this has some pretty messed up scenes. So but watch the trailer if you want beforehand. Because I'm not gonna lie, this gets pretty pretty dark. Um it's batshit crazy. And not supposed to make complete sense, I came to terms with. You're just there to see what happens. You're there for Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair, who again, they steal the show, Secomiro and Papel. Like, Selma Blair has one scene where I genuinely thought, like, oh, my God, she is not going to do this. She is not going to do this. And I'm, she had my attention for a lot of the part. And I feel this role, she was able to do more because they told her, just go for it, let loose, and have fun with it. I definitely feel the actors in there who got to do the crazy parts well, they were like, just go fucking wild. That's what it felt like. So, yeah. It's a film that shouldn't work, but somehow does, which is kind of up my alley. You know what? Sometimes those are the best films. Yeah. Like, I do agree with you when it comes down with the finale. They just didn't know how to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You're just there for the journey. Exactly. (laughs) You're there for the unhinged. (laughs) Oh, oh. I will never forget the hokey pokey scene of my life. I'll let you know. (laughs) And your final recommendation. My final recommendation actually comes from one Josie Melendez. A Josie Melendez? Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure you've heard of her. I mean, how could you not? And my final film is known as Kajillionaire, which was released released in 2020, directed by Miranda July. And it's about... Female supremacy. Female supremacy. We love to see it. Women. Very much that. It's about two con artists who have spent 26 years training their only daughter to swindle, scam, and steal at every turn. During a desperate and hastily convinced, conceived heist, they charm a stranger into joining them, only to have their entire world turned upside down. This stars Evan Rachel Wood, Deborah Winger, Gina Rodriguez, and Richard Jenkins. Now, I have heard a lot of good things about this film, especially from one Karsten Runquist. And I have a friend who 
I think liked it, but not to that certain degree. <clears throat> so I was intrigued to see how this worked out. And okay. I like certain things and I don't like certain things. Here's why. For example, I overall really liked the film. I thought it was really good. I thought the direction was really good. I don't like how the parents treated old Dolio. I got so mad every time they talked to her because I'm here like, no. Yeah. You don't do that to old Dolio. No. Yeah. And that it is like they just used her and they didn't appreciate her and they were so quick to try to replace her with gina rodriguez which i was not thrilled about the way they were trying to like make that happen because all old dolia wanted was to be loved that's all she wanted she just wanted to be held exactly yes. i loved the scene where she was the social worker for a bit and she started to open up i thought that was a very impactful scene because you start to see the emotional cracks even more within her. I thought the scene where they have to clean all the bubbles, that was pretty good. But the way they were doing these cons, I'm here like, um, oh, okay, I can genuinely see people trying to do this. Especially the suitcase one. Yeah, definitely the suitcase one. Um, I genuinely feel it was weird, but great. It's like Ocean's Eleven, but make it a chaotic and dysfunctional family and add Gina Rodriguez. With a little bit of Wes Anderson. With a little bit of Wes Anderson and sprinkle some gay. Yes. The gay. Oh, the gay. I, <laughs> Happy I Pride love, Month. Exactly. Yes. I love the final scene. That's where it impacted me the most. I love the final scene <clears throat> because at first you're heartbroken for them, but then you see what they try to do. And you figure out what they did. You don't agree with what certain characters did. Because I was pretty messed up. I was but so angry. I was pissed. And then you see what it turns out to. And then you're like, oh, they have. Yeah. And you were just happy for them. Because it was wholesome. And it was very sweet. And I, I liked it. I probably need a rewatch to see if my score goes up or not because in that moment i was like this is tender but i also was so pissed at the parents that it kind of affected my viewing which is both i feel good and bad because it took me out of it I'm just i thought glad it made you feel something it really made me feel and the schemes that they were trying to do like hello <laughs> like when they visit the first old folks home i was here like do you not see what's going on like in one of the homes I with the old man alone with the old man when he passes away i'm like ah oh yeah that scene i was like do you guys not see what's going on and there they are looking for a freaking checkbook yeah. i think my favorite scene is when they're in the bathroom the gas station the bathroom yeah yes i that's love my that favorite scene. scene i think i'd have to agree i think that's my favorite scene because of the importance of that scene to old, not only old dolio but to gina rodriguez's character finally understanding her but also the revelation you get there you're kind of heartbroken that it took that scenario for her to open up and she's someone who has never been able to open up old dolio she 
just wanted to be loved. I have come to that conclusion. Yeah. Yes. So what was your rating? My rating, and this could change the rewatch, which I will eventually get to, I gave it a three and a half out of five. I I kind of at one point want to try it again to see if maybe it goes up. But in that moment, I was like, this is great. I hate those parents, but this was great. Well, now it's time for the final poser, which oh, is me. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to go in order of watch. So You don't sound very happy. This is not going to end well. <laughs> the first film <laughs> I watched was Dating Amber by David Frame. I. <laughs> okay, so... Very quick, before I get into it, something that I really liked about my recommendations is that all of them were foreign films. So I really like that detail. <laughs> so <laughs> Dating Amber, as uh, you may remember from the first part, uh, was recommended to me by Juan. And it follows Eddie and Amber, who decide to stage a relationship in order to stop everyone speculating about their sexuality. Um, Eddie is gay. Amber is a lesbian and it basically follows them accepting that hence uh the fake relationship and the fake dating so i do see where juan got the easy a um como se dice the easy a comparison oh yeah i pitched it as easy a but gay mm-hmm. and mostly because of course that she pretends to have sex with him so that everyone thinks that he's not gay and then she just starts doing it in the entire school well here are the cases that they pretend that they're hooking up and that they're in a relationship so people can stop assuming that they are queer um obviously one of them becomes more comfortable with their sexuality than the other and it's all about the journey so when it came to this film um, it starts off strong and it kind of loses traction, but I will say that the third act is the strongest and I really love the ending. It was very touching. It's kind of slow considering it's not that long. Um, I could feel it and I was hoping to like it a little bit more than I did. I will say this was a really good recommendation because I can definitely see why you recommended it, Juan. I just don't think that the director nailed the landing, you know? Which makes me sad because everyone was rating it so highly on Letterboxd and I was there like, my rating is three stars. And I was like, I feel like a heathen. <laughs> That's fine. That's still a good rating. Yeah. I just, mentenda. Like, they yeah. were like, the first act was super strong and the humor was so good, but then it also got overdone with like the crude european humor with all the sex jokes and everything it just got annoying up to a certain point yeah but i really did like their characters eddie did get annoying up to a certain point mostly because you just wanted to shake him and be like dude but he was just so ingrained in his um denial that it was like sure but it made the ending all the more worth it so i the ending really saved this film i will say I really enjoyed it, Amber. I personally get love it. I really like it. I do agree that it does lose its way a bit in the middle, and it's a little slow. Mm -hmm. You do feel it. But I was distracted by the scenery of Ireland, so I was kind of like, I'll forgive it. So that's yeah. my flaw. <laughs> but I also, I don't know how you feel about a scene in a club. 
Oh, so I wrote this down. Um, yeah, there's a scene in an alleyway, and that was my favorite one. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. That was my favorite one out of the entire film because uh, he really went from acting to acting with a capital A, and it was really <laughs> good. I really liked that scene, and I really liked how Amber was able to meet this other person and come out of her comfort zone and i really liked how she developed i think her character was my favorite and just her journey in general especially um i think she definitely had more death considering the death of her father yeah but she was also really smart with what she was renting out like the trailer yeah she reminded me of I'm blanking on her name right now, but Maeve from Sex Education. I think that's her name. Anyways, if you watch Sex Education, you know what I'm talking about, but it reminded me a lot of her. Um, But in this case, it's Erland. And yeah, it was a fun film. I just wish like that second act is just (laughs) grr. You want to tweak it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because again, solid ending. Even though it ended abruptly, but it was like, okay, yes, this is appropriate. But yeah, three out of five. Now, the second film I watched was Gabriela's Recommendation, which is A Royal Affair from 2012, directed by Nicolas Arcel. Probably butchering that, but yes. (laughs) And it follows a young queen that falls in love with her physician, and they start a revolution that changes their nation forever. It is inspired from historical reality and um yeah it is a danish film so again foreign films it was nominated for an oscar for best foreign language film and did not win but i can see why um let me get my notes i'm scared um so basically i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go through my notes because i wrote a lot of them and i think they should be appreciated um (laughs) gabriela what the fuck did you make me watch (laughs) great way to start zero to depressing all in caps (laughs) that's gonna be my twitter bio at some point (laughs) a man of science Enjoyed the King Arthur parallels long, and then I wrote the runtime two hours, 17 minutes, 48 seconds, all spelled out. Uh, the film picks up at 58 minutes. Uh, good character interactions. He's so in love with her. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> squiggly line, hands, squiggly line. <laughs> I knew you would appreciate the hands. Great acting del Casa del Rey, which he actually won an award for it. So I, it, oh, good. Yeah. I commend him for that because honestly, I hated his character, but it was like, dude, you're giving it your all and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, the Uber joke got me. <laughs> this dude was like, how about we invest in carriages that pick up like drunk people that can't get to their homes? And I was like, did they really just make an Uber joke? <laughs> The Danish film about royalty? Okay. <laughs> then I wrote, oh no, dot, 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 conservatives. <laughs> yes. And then I wrote Academy Award nominated because I Googled. Um, it shifts protagonists, which I kind of liked and I kind of didn't. Kind of hurt the film a bit, but I understand why they did it. <laughs> and then I wrote the Joan Struens. It was a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I googled him and his birthday was the 5th of August. Oh my god, really? He's Leo. And those are all my notes. So, um, yeah, it's so long and that hurt it for me. Um, The acting was great. Loved everybody. Everyone did a wonderful job. It's just very long. It's just super long. Like, you can feel it, which made me sad. And, of course, as I was commenting earlier, I watched it on Tubi, which is free, but it does have ads. So apart from, so add a bunch of ads to, like, two hours and 17 minutes with 48 seconds. <laughs> when I watched it today for this episode, I was freaking out. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, it was enjoyable. You see, this was my introduction to Danish cinema and the Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Would I rewatch it? No, absolutely not. Oh, my God. <laughs> points for honesty yes <laughs> like i had fun with it but it's not a film that i would have picked out but yeah it it was fun i gave it three stars okay i'll take i'll, I'll take it it's fine it's fine at least it wasn't a two i was kind of concerned for this i was worried for this one but the final film that i was recommended was paprika by anna oh my god <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to say that out of everyone, Anna got it so right. I knew it. I had a feeling. I told you. I knew it. But Paprika was a breath of fresh air. Paprika is about when a machine that allows therapists to enter their patients' dreams is stolen. All hell breaks loose. Only a young female therapist can stop it. Paprika. (laughs) And it is directed by Satoshi Khan, who I loved him in the film because he would just randomly appear and I'm like, that's Satoshi Khan. (laughs) And then he would just have one-liners from time to time. And at one point, his character is beat up and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) But let me get my notes. Um, I can see the resemblance to Inception. Mm -hmm. Then I wrote, what a mindfuck. references to roman holiday gets a star right there uh starts with a bang incredible animation um then i wrote this shit wild (laughs) um you don't know what's real or not which is the appeal of the film Mm -hmm. but also i can see how people get very confused watching it Mm -hmm. um i found it so sad that this was his last film atsuko does all of this in heels badass Then I wrote a bunch of question marks because I was confused. <laughs> um, I love the film references, especially often like all the films that they reference in the film. And even there is a perfect blue reference, which I absolutely adored. Um, really has to stick the landing. I wrote that. And then in the end, it was like, final line. It stuck it. That was the best way to close a film. Te lo juro. That was the best last words for a film Jojore. Jojore. and then like Tokita Shiva and I'm like ah! <laughs> Pero sí, lloré. Lloré. I'm really it was good that you it was good it. <laughs> Anna you get me you get the highest recognition and uh four out of five Oh my I'll god, you were talking. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give it a five by the okay. way you were talking about I'll it. it. I need to rewatch it. It's very confusing. Yeah, it is. Like it- my rating might go up as soon as I start like um 
dándome cuenta qué significa cada cosa y eso, pero es que, Gabriela, it's, it's very hard to understand. The fact that I, I got most of it and the fact that I was looking at some other people's reviews where they didn't get certain things and I'm like, okay, I caught on to that, but I feel like, like, es que tú no entiendes. This film has so much going on. The fact that I understood what was happening, it just makes me feel like the smartest person ever, even though I'm pretty sure I'm not. And I'm pretty sure there's still so much more left for me to find out. Pero Valante is a good film. For now, for just because I do feel that there is a lot that um, isn't easy to captar al principio. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll go up the more I watch it. If it it is. I feel that um, when it comes to watching uh, Satoshi Kun <laughs> filmography, mm -hmm. when you watch it the first time, you're so confused of yeah. what you're watching and what is this. But after you watch his other films now like you get the feeling of it i'm you so worried because people are saying that perfect blue is worse i'm like oh my god yes. <laughs> i'm scared because <laughs> this one was dark and i will say like trigger warning for sexual violence i was not expecting that and it kind of like i had to pause it for a second yeah then i was reading some reviews and people were saying that perfect blue is even darker i'm like what am i gonna get into because now perfect i want to watch perfect blue, blue. It's fucked up. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it with that. <laughs> But uh, I'm really happy that you liked it. He's one of my See? favorite anime directors out there. <laughs> Bro, this is a five course meal. <laughs> yes. Yes. It, this is for the weave agenda. <laughs> The weave community. <laughs> well, that's all for today's episode. We'd like to thank you for listening and to give a shout out to all the kind people sending love our way. If you'd like to keep up with us, make sure to follow us at Film Posers on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. A few announcements, as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I will be mentioning it again. This is our season three finale please expect a bonus episode where we will be covering um la leaf and tribeca film festival talking about our experience our favorite films etc you know how we do our coverage on the podcast so please expect that as soon as uh the tribeca film festival has ended as well please stay tuned to our upcoming podcast projects mad and raving should be launching at the end of june beginning of july and a very special unhinged podcast should be coming around the corner <laughs> as soon as things are laid out and planned and scheduled but yes Also, remember, even though our season is ending, please make sure to uh, keep up with us again on our social media platforms because we will still be reviewing films, etc., etc. Posers, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Gabby underscore Burgos 27 and on Letterboxd at Gabby Cristina. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Ana underscore Sofia 53 and on Letterboxd as Ana underscore Sofia. You can find me on Twitter and on Letterboxd at Leading Mohicans. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at The Josie Marie. Again, thank you for listening. And remember, we're all film posers. Bye. 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 Bye.